the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Go ahead, Jesse. Play it. Play that? Go play it. Play it. I think I've, I've, I've been open and honest of saying I'd like to, you know, I like Long D. I like, you, you know. know? Hell yeah! I've, I've <laughs> Let's go! Like it was a long you know, weekend like long and like, GM Brad likes Long D. I, Who doesn't? Yeah. Let's go. It was a heck of a weekend. Um, July 1st, we obviously had our free agency content going out. Thanks to everybody that watched. Um, and then sometimes, you know, uh, we and start... Listened. Yeah, and listen. Uh, sometimes we start with other teams, but today we are absolutely starting with the mother effing Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. Who on July 2nd passed, in my estimation, when I look back on this from a historical perspective, because, you know, one of the things that Dan Carlin always says about history when he does his podcast is... Yes. When, when does the... St- how far back into the story do you have to get before the story starts? What's the definitive start and definitive end? And historians argue about this all the time. Like there are seven or eight different dates for when the Roman Empire fell. Definitely. And they span a thousand years. When does the Dubis Empire fall? Well, so I think that we have a definite, a definite date. And that date is July 2nd. I think July 1st, we got a hint of it. We had Ryan Reeves, we had John Klingberg, but we've seen, you know, him, we've seen Dubis bring in like a tough guy. Or at slash babysitter slash vibes guy. We've seen him bring in defensemen on one-year contracts. July 2nd, the DNA of the Toronto Maple Leafs changed. Hey, it's a couple one-year deals. Maybe it's only for one year. But we squarely now live in the Brad Treliving Toronto Maple Leafs era. Um, I, I agree that this is the Brad Treliving era, and it began July 2nd. But uh, my sweet summer child... I know it's I know it's Shady. Until one of the core four is moved. This is the exact same team. I see. I think we're in a post Dubas era. It's like post punk in the early eighties. We're post Dubas. It's Ooh. it's still a, Wasn't that not a great era? No, it's great. It's a lot of a lot of new wave stuff. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. No, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Post Dubas is it means that we still got a ton of Dubas fingerprints on this team and we will for a few more years at least. Well, that's how GMs work. But I think that we are, this team is changing and it's changing pretty rapidly. So obviously we found out, we did a video on it just to recap you. Three years, 1.35 million for Ryan Reeves. Uh, his quote with um, Kevin McGrann and the star, he's like, I don't ever come to the locker room shy or quiet. I tend to come in and start chirping people right away just to get that over with. I don't play a lot of minutes. I don't ton of score a ton of goals. So what I do as a physical player uh, are the fighting, make sure the guys feel safe on the ice, you know, chirping, giving guys space. But off the ice, that I take very seriously. I like to plan parties. I like to get the boys together. I like every. I like getting <laughs> together on the road. I tend to drag everybody out to the party. I try to make sure everybody's there because that is really important. He's talking about bonding. Okay, so thank you. He's talking about bonding, not partying, not being the team babysitter, although he is a little bit the team babysitter. Sure, a little bit. Yeah. This team, you know what a major red flag for this team should have been? And it happened during the playoffs while they were experiencing success. We looked at it as a potential turning point. No, it was the biggest of red flags. It was the it was the Canada Day flag that they, you know, drape over the field at the Rogers Center, except there was no white. It was all just red. When the Leafs during the Tampa series talked about the importance of, you know what? This is the first time we all went for dinner together on the road. 
Was that you don't that do you true? remember that? I don't remember that. No, no. It happened at some point during the Tampa series. I don't remember who pointed it out. I want to say Sheldon Keefe. Maybe it was Ryan O'Reilly, but they talked about this was the first time they had all gotten together on the road. Would anyone, anyone out there who falls on any side of any Leafs debate not acknowledge that this team has an enormous vibes problem? Yeah, and I an think awful vibes problem. Ryan Reeves saying those things unprompted proves that it's true. Well, that's that, why they want. So it. that's that's exactly why he's been brought in here because he was allowed to talk to whatever team he wanted because he was he was a UFA. You know, he can have his discussions beforehand. They, and they gave him permission to talk to teams early. Yes, and it's very clear that in the discussions in coming to Toronto, this was the talking point. This is what Brad told them. That's what he sold them on because the first thing he says to the media is. You know, when there's locker rooms and there's cliques, uh, you can't have that. That doesn't make for a good dressing room. I'm a great vibes guy. So that's been his selling point for coming to Toronto is to fix the locker room. So we kind of know it's been a problem for, and it sounds like years. Has it been a problem or have they just not done it? So th this is the thing. That's a problem. We instantly, well, okay, that's fair. But like a problem dressing room is the Winnipeg dressing room. That's a problem dressing room where players actively don't like each other and are ignoring the coach. That's a problem dressing Toxic. room. Toxic. Toxic. Are the Leafs just like, just not great vibes, guys? Which like is it, a problem. Which can be a problem, it's for sure. A problem. If, it, if it hinders winning, then it's a problem. I because suppose. At the end of the day, it all matters. That's the only thing that matters. I just feel like, okay, we've got to, we do have to have a differentiating point somewhere. Because, you know, I, and, I, and we'll get to the Ryan O'Reilly stuff a little bit too, because I got a good Bradshaw Living clip on that. And, and I can tell you what we'd heard about Ryan O'Reilly going into free agency later. But, um, the instant thought was people don't go to, oh, maybe they just don't get together, right? There's, it was, it was like, well, they must hate each other. They must be terrible no, people. No, I don't think it's as simple. No. I, I, but, but I'm just saying that's where people are going. Yeah. And I think that there's got to be a differentiation point. Yes, it's a problem. They don't get together. And I believe it was Sheldon Keefe that said that. That was the head coach saying, hey, we, we haven't got together on the road. All. I think that's a coach problem, too. Get your fucking team together. Are you kidding me? Get together for some team it, dinners. It, it, eat a horse to water. It, it, it's more of a, I think that's a, the onus on the players there. I feel like that's you leave that stuff up to the players and the coaches kind of that's why they have the captain in hockey because you leave things to the players and you have somebody who's who's an intermediary between the coach and the players. So I don't know. Vibes are off in the Leafs dressing room. If Reynolds comes in and solves that, then all more power to him. Pay him more. I mean, Tavares, that is kind of on him. Yeah. And it's kind of on Marner. It's kind of on Matthews. It's kind of on Riley. Well, they're the leaders. It. It does remind me, like, you know, forgive me for being, you know, talking about Sundin, you're the old guy now, but it reminds me a lot of that era where there were cliques. Mm -hmm. There was a captain who was kind of perennially underappreciated. Also led by example more than words. Led by example more than words. Well, never led by words at all. Mm -hmm. Didn't talk. Uh, didn't talk. And, um, you know... A lot, there's been a lot of discussion about identity over the last few days. Matthew Kachuk walks onto the Florida Panthers. They are the Matthew Kachuk team. Instantly. Mm -hmm. Like that. Um, I look at Vegas because they're the benchmark that we should be looking to. They're the Stanley Cup champions. That's a little different. That is a variety of really strong personalities, really strong leaders. Not saying Florida doesn't have those, but they're very clearly led by one guy. 
Whereas if Mark Stone falters, then it's Alex Petrangelo. And if it's Petrangelo that falters, you go to Eichel. And if it's Eichel that falters, you go to Mark Chisot, et cetera. Uh, this is John Tavares' team because he's the captain, right? Well, no. None of us believe that, right? Not really. Like, his, that, it's his team. It's it, his identity. It, no. it always felt awkward when Matthews didn't get it, but he didn't get it because he was right. he, he showed his butt to somebody and it was not a great situation. Oh, so, oh, so and then didn't tell the fucking team. So it's Matthews' team. Should be. Oh, okay. So, so the team is very uh, flashy and 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 you know, sort of eccentric. They're not. And, I wouldn't say it's Matthew's no. team. The Matthew's team at all. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> oh, oh, so it's Marner's team. No. Oh, they're no. all really happy-go-lucky, positive. You know, they all have great over. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Whose team is it? It's absolutely nobody's team. Mm -hmm. It's a problem. You know, Morgan Riley. They're all good kind of a, people. Kind of a more silent... Yeah, yeah no I don't have a problem with any of them. <laughs> no one's saying they're bad. Well, no, there are, with... though. There are. And I think it's... In, I actually do need to say that. I do need to say that because I, I spent the weekend reading tweets yeah. from people going, oh, because there is no middle ground. It's it's sometimes... Sometimes people aren't just... They're just not cut from that cloth. Can I see Mitch Marner throwing a party? Yes. Can I, three, can I see Morgan Riley or William Nylander or Austin Matthews or John Tavares throwing like a, a an absolute banger? No, nah, not really. <laughs> Every and, one of us has worked somewhere where there's someone who has absolutely no vibes, but if they took a single day off, the entire workplace would collapse. Sure. So sure. you need... That's a good way to put it. You need those people. You do need them, but... There's an element of this team is just sort of, and, and I, to me, it kind of shows how good they are. They're they're so good that they don't even need a central identity, and they can rattle off hundred points. So, but, but here's the thing, and I think people are talking about, or I haven't really mentioned this enough, is that this is the fifth guy I think they've brought in for the vibes. You know, the first guy was Patrick Marlowe. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, and that was like he learning 27 goals. Yeah. But that's like learning and vibes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's why did they bring Pat? They didn't Pat bring Patrick Marlowe so he could score 27 goals. That was just nice. Maybe the first year, but yeah. um, yeah. you know, then you had Joe Thornton and Wayne Simmons. Who else have we had? You know, just keep naming them. Ryan O'Reilly was brought in for a little bit of that. Great character guy. So what's weird though, is no one has ever really flagged it as a problem. And I don't think Ryan O'Reilly's going to do that, but He's the first person who's had an air of get me the hell out of here. Mm -hmm. Right. CJ said something very interesting about Ryan Riley's post game interview or locker room cleanup interview. You know, he, I vaguely remember. Yeah, it was he was talking in the past tense, yep. you know, when, oh, he was on, gone. on the way out. You know, he, this contract wasn't even negotiated. You know, he was a UFA and he already decided he's not coming back to the Leafs. And it, it says a lot. I, I also think, um, and we heard this before, if we're going to talk Ryan O'Reilly a little bit here, because I think it, 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 I guess it does kind of tie in. Um, Ryan O'Reilly did not ever want to play in Canada. He wanted a low profile. So it was cool for him to play for the Leafs, but it was pretty clear from the second he got here from the circles that he wasn't coming back. Nashville, I, uh, which I love. And we just got back from there. That's a weird choice. He won a cup already. He won a cup already. Maybe he'll, you know, Nashville, the, the Predators have a habit of surprising. Mm -hmm. um, that was always Barry Trot. Barry Trotz, none of his teams, I, I don't think, have ever come out favorites. Look at the Islanders, right? They surprise. So maybe they'll surprise, and I think he's a good, he's a good fit for the team, but are they a good fit for his window? Right. It's a, it's a very strange. W one of the things I had that, 
that I, I talked to a reporter about this, and this was last year early on in the season. And I won't name the reporter because I'm speaking out of school. But what the person said to me was... It was Julian McKenzie. It was Julian McKenzie talking about the Leafs. No. Um, what the reporter said to me was nobody in that dressing room disagrees. And it's to the point where it might be a problem. He's like, it's not like it's necessarily harmonious, but nobody talks. Like, there's nobody who's, like, mixing it up. He's like, usually with a dressing room, you get... 20 people anywhere, there's going to be people that disagree, right? Mm -hmm. But my sense of it from what this person told me was that there wasn't communication at all. There was the absence of communication, the absence of hey, having a big fuck you fight and then, and then, and then, you know, shaking hands later and then going, okay, you know what? We got to resolve this. Well, and they take out their fuck you fight on the GM. So Zach Hyman, he's been here for years, heart and soul player, exactly the sort of player this team needs. Let's be honest. You know, if if the Leafs had added Zach Hyman this free agency, you'd be thrilled. Um, he's going to take a hometown discount, and then at some point, people just started to ask me why. Why? All these guys make a bazillion dollars, but he's the one who does all the work. Why? And now he started scoring goals, mm -hmm. so he's not just the grunt. He's now capable of potting 30 and doing all the work. Why is he making less than half? Why? For what? I'm taking a discount for what? Because I'm a good guy? Fuck you. I got to eat. So he goes somewhere else. And I mean, Hyman, Zach Hyman's underpaid. Oh, for sure. Zach Hyman for was sure. an unrestricted free agent like over the last 72 hours. That dude's making seven mil. Probably. Maybe more. So now William Nylander uh, is in free agency. And they all love each other and they're, they're great and they get along and they're friends. Mm -hmm. Hey, Will, uh, you should make two, three million dollars less than Marner and Matthews. And Why? Well, let me pull the clip. Jesse, I just sent it to you. CJ talking about the William Nylander contract situation. Oh, it's quite the clip. And it's quite uh, the episode. One other name that's being looked at a lot with the Toronto Maple Leafs is William Nylander. Uh, what can we say about his status in terms of getting an extension? Well, it's not going well. I think that that's fair to say. There was a lot of um, discussions down at the draft in Nashville between the team and his agent. And they just see the world differently at this point in time. You know, William Nylander believes he should be a $10 million player or a little bit above that on his next contract. And, you know, he, he has a reasonable argument, I think, based on the points he's had. But I, I just don't see how the Leafs can ever make that work. And so ultimately, you know, as they work through this a little further, I think that there's going to have to be a decision on Nylander's end about how badly he wants to be a Leaf, how much less than that number he might be able to take. Uh, because I would be stunned if we saw Toronto – you know, sign him to a contract that takes him into that realm. I think the Leafs have, have come at him with the number in the eights. Um, and that's kind of where, where things are at. Sometimes negotiations are rocky, though. You know, I, I'm not going to predict where this is headed yet. I still think that the Leafs are willing to take some time to try to work through things with Nylander's camp. Um, certainly value the player, but they've got to be mindful of their own books, too. And so, you know, this contract doesn't kick in until next summer. So in some ways, that's good for, for Toronto because... You know, there is going to be that cap bump uh, league-wide going up. But, you know, I think for Nylander, the big worry is he doesn't want to be paid so much less than Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. He just feels internally that, that you know, that he has a sense of what should be fair there. And, and the team is looking at 
the marketplace. I mean, you, you get Pierre-Luc Dubois signing eight and a half million dollar deal. Timo Meyer got eight point eight million in San or sorry in New Jersey rather um, on an eight year deal. But you know, those are different types of players. Those guys are six foot three. You know, Dubois plays center. Um, you know, there's no denying Nylander's skill and, and the fact he's actually been a Leaf that's been productive in the playoffs. Had a 40 goal a year last year, more than 80 points. Um, let's see if they can find a, a happy medium in there. But my sense right now is there's a bit of a strain in negotiations with the way things have gone. I think that, um, you know, clearly the Leafs have a, a number in mind for Nylander and he's asking for a lot more than, than what they're comfortable paying. So his number... Uh, according to reports, jumped as soon as Pierre-Luc Dubois signed his extension. And, you know, I, initially what we were hearing was Leafs in the sevens, Nylander in the eights. Yeah. Now we're talking Nylander in the tens, Leafs in the eights. It's, it's delusional. Well, it is. And, it's you know, delusional. listen, as an as an agent, if you're Lewis Gross, you're you're asking 10 because why wouldn't you ask? Yeah. But this is a player that is not that tall in, in terms of like Pierre-Luc Dubois tall. He's pretty thin. Not that physical. Um Scores a ton of goals, and Dave Poulin keeps saying uh, on TSN, he's like, well, he scored 20 more goals or 30 more goals than Mitch Marner in the same amount of time, and he's making $4 million bucks less, and blah, 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 blah. Yes, but, okay, w- Mitch Marner was coming off of a 97-point year, and M- William Nealetter was coming after a 67-point year. There was a bit of a difference when they signed their contracts. How many times do we got to say it? Well, I, I just I think it's disingenuous, and I and I understand where Poulin's coming from, and I understand where Nylander's coming from in the sense that when you go into negotiation, yeah. you ask for an outrageously high number, and the person in the team says, "Well, no, but we could do this." Pierre Luc Dubois transitioned from winger to center halfway through his draft year, and he stuck as a center in the NHL. William Nylander hasn't done that. That costs you at least I don't know. A chunk. Yes, right if, if, I'm, if I'm William Nylander, the first thing I'm doing is asking for $10 million because sure. all this organization has done is overpay people. Mitch Marner is a winger who makes $11 million. That is absurd. He's still overpaid for what his value is. Probably. Why not ask? I don't fault the guy for asking. Not, I, don't I fault agree. The, that no either. one should. You shouldn't yeah. be yelling at these negotiators. How dare he ask for no. $10 million? No, that's what you do. You ask for the, the, the sun and the moon, and then they'll say no, and then you land somewhere in the middle. Oh, it's not anger. It's, it's very matter-of-fact, oh, that's unfortunate. All right. Well, best of luck in your endeavors. Yeah. Um, also, I don't want to lose him for nothing. For the for the previous conversation uh, before the clip, it's like there's no reason that William Nealander should take a discount. Nobody no. on this team has ever taken a discount. Why should he be the one to do that? And are you bet in the next negotiations for Marner, uh, Matthews, and Tavares, they're not taking discounts. No. So why not. should he do well, that and get screwed so out of his money? We have heard the reports that that Matthews is. And I think the best negotiating ploy the Leafs have in this situation is getting Matthews done first. Because if Matthews does take the discount that he's reportedly, what, according to it? Frank Cervalli, then, then you go to Willie and go, listen, Matthews, let's say Matthews signs at 13 and a half. I'm just throwing a random number in, out there. We don't need to debate the number. Not a discount. I don't, but it is, Steve, over an eight-year deal. Don't don't fucking argue with me. You know that's right. You know that's fucking right. <laughs> so they're saying he would, over, take a, he would take a discount because he wouldn't take the year. Because you know that you know that that McKinnon signed last year, and I get that, but but Matthews for for next season, mm-hmm. it wouldn't even kick in till next season. Ra- raise another banner that gave us nothing. Oh, okay, but let's have a real conversation about. It. I know you're. I, I'm feeling some salt from you here, but that's not going to take us anywhere with the convo. That's we have to forty fifty never win shit. Okay, fair enough. Forever. But well, two rockets and a heart trophy. 
So, so the reports with the with the he he won't take the he'll come a little under is because he'll only take like three years, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. So on the eight year, I don't think they'll. I don't imagine. Yeah, maybe not on the. Eight. And like I for Matthews, like I'm taking that three year and getting the next salary. Hundred percent. You know, like I'll take the the thirteen mil, thirteen and a half, which which will be a little under what he get on the eight years. But like I'm trying to get that next. I'm trying to be in that next wave of salary cap. Agreed. And, and I, what know? I'm trying to tell you is if they get. Even if they, they don't have to lock up, why is everybody what, like, oh, we had to lock up Willie for eight years? We don't. Hmm. The part of the problem is that if some of these contracts were so locked in for so long, we couldn't move off of them. Yeah. And so, and and like, you know, if, so if you get William Nylander on a three-year extension, good, fine. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If you can get Matthews done first and he knocks a few million off, okay, yeah. off of what the, okay, so let's say it's 13 or it's 12 and a half or it's 12.7. So it's 100 grand more than Nate McKinnon. I don't care. Whatever the number is in your mind, you get that done first. And then you go to Willie and you go, look, Austin did it. We're not asking you to take an eight-year deal. Although if you want to, here's what it looks like. We're asking you to take a few million bucks off. And we will ask the same of Mitch Marner. And if Tavares wants to stick around, he's going to be sticking around at about half. Oh my gosh. Tavares' next deal better be like six. And so... (laughs) Just, you know, if that's if that's what we want to do here, if, if then you have to decide. Then it's on Willie, because what right now it is, it the, Willie's done a smart thing here. He's put this on the Leafs. He has taken this in a negotiation. It's what side is is you know the impetus on, and now he has taken it and he has put it on the Leafs and said, "Listen, I have been underpaid this entire time. I've developed into a great player, and all those things Who's can be fucking true. fault." Is that Willie? You grinded. You missed three months of a season. And you're still underpaid? That sounds like a you problem. Okay. You sat out and you're underpaid. That's your fucking fault. It actually was Dubas's fault because the number they agreed to, Dubas did not offer until the last day. Yeah. So it's actually Kyle Dubas's fault. It was very similar to the number they uh, offered at the beginning. Yeah. No, the, this, the William Nylander negotiations are so mind-blowing because what they landed on in the end was pretty much what they were at in September. And it all could have been resolved then. They yes. don't make violence. Kyle, Kyle screwed that up. Kyle fucked it up. Kyle fucked that up hard. He did. Hard. He did. Yeah. Kyle fucked it up. You know, Give him the was, number. It was 6.9 like was Brad fucked there. it up with Johnny Goudreau. Yeah. Give him the fucking number. Listen, Just be like, yeah. this is our drop dead number. This is what we have. Two things and I'll give you the number. Number one, CJ talked about it's trending in the direction of they're going to get Nylander done before Matthews. That's not great. It's not. Like compared, or like, it's actually it's trending in the in from what I'm hearing is it's trending like Nylander's not getting done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it sounds. That's like. what CJ just told. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Well, it's getting done one way or the other. Okay. Right? Um. Here's the other. So it's an ego play, right? Sure. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not able to. I can't take this much less than this guy. This much less than this guy. This much less than this guy. Austin. Twelve point five. You're still fabulously rich. If you sign an eight-year deal, which you're not going to, I wouldn't at that number if I were him. But that's $100 million, and I know that because that's the contract that Connor McDavid signed. So you can sign three years, 37 and a half. Whew, yeah, that's pretty good living. Uh, you can be in every commercial. And all and, well, and what's, what's, what's better is we'll help you. We have all the connections in the city. Yeah. I, I, where else? Where else, Austin? Come on. Um. If it's not an ego play, 12.5. And the reason I say 12.5, like people are like, oh yeah, it's got to be 12.7. Why? Why? 
Because it's an ego play. Because it's more than you, you got to give him a win, Steve. Mm -hmm. No, no, he's. But this is what yeah. I'm saying. It's drop your ego. If you don't have an ego, you don't need that win. No, but because but they it's do. not an amount yeah. of money. But they do. It's not Why an amount of money. Why are you asking to do something it's that they don't have? It's not an amount of money. They have. He even gives a shit about. Steve. It's about making more than McKinnon. Of course it is. They're competitors. If he wasn't competitive, I would be upset about it. Win more cups than McKinnon. Okay, how many cups has McDavid won? He makes 100 grand less than McKinnon. Yeah, but we all agree that's not his fault. We don't make that same agreement with Matt. I don't know if I agree with that this year, actually. Yeah? Oh, he was, he's been so fucking dominant in the playoffs year in and year out. I'm talking about Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor McDavid? Yeah, I think they had the team to do it this year, and they fucked it up. Oh, boy, Adam. I, you don't I, think so? I completely no, disagree. No. Have, I think they could have been. They didn't have the goaltending, first of all. Matthews, like we can go over the Edmonton Oilers roster. Matthews has been the least. <laughs> so, okay, so they were, they were a cup favorite, the and then now they're not been, a cup favorite anymore. The Leafs have been, or Matthews has been the Leafs' best player in how many playoff runs? Uh, you know what? That's a good point. My answer is one. Probably one. 20, I think it was 19. Boston, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Boston series, he was great. One. Mm -hmm. Yep. Deneau I, shut him. Highest paid in the league. D Deneau shut him down. Highest. Agreed. And then. Philip Deneau. Phil Den well, Phil Deneau is pretty good. <laughs> Where's his $12.5 million contract? Yeah. That's not Where's how it works. That's not no one pays as much contract. for defense as yeah, they do offense. Not, I don't think that's how it works, Steve. I did, listen, I, uh, I'm a I think fan. you're being. I think you're moving the goalposts a little bit on this argument. Absolutely. And I haven't I'm even, and I haven't I even finished the point I was initially going to make. I want rings. Because you're, you're, you're so hung up on the fucking number that I have not been able to actually give you the point. I'm hung up point. on these guys' ego. Okay, well, don't be. They, oh, Steve, okay. you, you cover professional sports. You expect no ego? Are you kidding me? I'm hung up Come on, on winners and These losers. Are the, you're talking about a player, winners Matthews, who is one of the probably, if you don't want to give me top five, give me top 10 in the world. I would have a fucking ego too, man. Is he top 25 playoff performers? Oh, Steven. Oh, Adam. Come on, man. Listen, if, if that's where you want to do, if that's where you want to go with this, you're going to kill every conversation. We have to have a realistic in this world conversation about this. And what I'm trying to tell you is that Nylander needs to know from Matthews mm. that you're going to take, let's say it's a percentage. I'm not even going to throw out a number because that just fucked the whole conversation. What I'm telling you is, okay, Willie, we agree that you're here. Let's say it's nine and a half. You take 20%. Austin, are you taking 20%? Mitch, next deal, you're taking 20%. I just want to make sure because if you guys fuck me on this, I'm going to fucking, I'm so out of here. But Adam, they need asking, that's, that's true living to the boys. You're asking for the most naive, unrealistic thing, which is they're going to use their little network to all take less. Adam, we already know that's not their MO. Willie's going to go, what are you asking for? Matthews is going to go, what are you asking for? And both of their numbers go up. Well, I maybe think, I think reason, no, what, 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 you are, what you guys have come to the conclusion is that I don't think there's a path forward with Nylander on the team unless there's some magical world where Austin would take less and that influence well, them. Take, did Boston not do that? Did, did the Boston the Bruins not less? do that? Did they not? Did they not? take? I mean, uh, Marchand signed a, a, like a sweetheart deal, but they not talk about that a little bit. Did they not have a conversation between the leadership group? Hey, we need to do this a little bit because we want to win. And I'll believe it when I see it because they I, I, I did agree it with that. But Steve, the last time they signed these deals, they were 21. They're now in their mid-20s. They've gotten fucked playoff after playoff. If they wanted to take less, they would have taken it already. When? July when they were 20? Come no. on, man. You're Adam, this no. summer. These, this these summer. deals. Well, it's only, it's only two That's guys. That's not how negotiations right. work, man. It's yeah. going to take months. It is. It yeah. totally is, and I get that.
It, it is. It's not that they're, they're not taking less. You know what? We'll just do this. Adam, they're good guys. They're taking less. I didn't say that they were, but I think it's possible. I think we're trending towards an area where William Nylander can just go to UFA or get traded and go get a giant amount of money somewhere. Sure. You and know? and that's a question hey. that he you have to ask yourself if you're him is that do yeah. you want to stay with this group? And you know what? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But my point in this is if you get Matthews done first and he takes a discount, uh, Nylander's got nothing to say. It's like when it's like with Jack Hughes in in, in New Jersey. They're like, well, players come in. They were like, well, we want to make more than Jack Hughes. We're well, not fucking making. No, more but than I Jack mean, Hughes. like even if even if Austin took a discount, Willie Miller can just say, I still want to get my paycheck. And he could, in which case, they're and I think, and I think it's more likely that plays out than these other scenarios that you guys are trying to play through. You know, I think, I think the most likely scenario is here that in 2024, at the beginning of the season, William Nealon is probably not a leaf if they can't come to some sort of conclusion. What? What? You're relying on the Toronto Maple Leafs to not go back to the bank of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I just think you're sorely mistaken. Okay. You're putting your faith in the wrong. I think people. it's I, well. We're doing a show here, though, and what you do with the show is you you play out all the scenarios. And uh, that's and what all we're the doing. Scenarios lead back to money, money, money. Give me more money. They're not taking less. None of them are. That's your opinion. That's but it could go another way, Steve. It's based, just like it's at the end of July first, you put out a video saying, "I don't know who the Leafs are going to play," and that video, twenty four hours, looks a heck of a lot different, doesn't it? It sure does. But this is why at the beginning. I said, yeah, Max Domi, Ryan Reeves, Tyler Bertuzzi, that's all very nice. What's going on with the core? We've done the song and dance of surrounding the core with different guys. And damn it, if this wasn't the year, uh, Luke Shen and Nola Chari, that one still hurts, and Ryan O'Reilly and Jake McCabe. Like, I think Dubas really did throw the kitchen sink. Minus that first round pick. That one, that one hurts in retrospect. But they they couldn't afford anything else. So they surrounded this core with the best pieces they possibly could. I'm exhausted with the idea of watching this core fumble around and try it again for another year um, with different surrounding pieces, even though I am encouraged by those surrounding pieces. Uh, I keep saying the core has made too much for this team to be successful. I didn't used to think that, and then COVID happened and made the cap flat. I didn't used to think that you got to change with the evidence. So the course, uh, the cap stayed flat. The core made too much money and they are not going to get better when the core takes an even bigger slice of the pie. Would you have moved off of two or one of those core four by July 1st? Uh, well, Jesse, uh, you're not moving off Matthews. Mm -hmm. I think that much is obvious. You cannot move off of Tavares. Marner has a full no move. That's which, what I said prior to July 1st. Yeah. Um, oh, I would have moved Marner in a heartbeat. Um, now, I imagine they went out and looked. Um, I don't know if Bratcher Living did. I, I, I don't know. I'm not did. sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I've heard zero on that. I'm going to yeah, speculate on just all the conversations we've heard. When Brendan Shanahan hired Bradshaw Living, the MO was to keep them together and that you're not going to go look to trade any of these guys. Well, I get a GM. Well, the GM, he got to do the day-to-day -day tasks. You know, Brendan Shanahan gets to sit back and do the the higher thinking, mm. you know, and the big brain and actually make the decision. When when you <laughs> made the decision to let Mitch Marner uh, 
go to July 1st and remain a Leaf. You made the decision to get rid of William Nylander. I think that's the beginning, middle, and end. And that's fine. I have no interest in paying my second best right winger double digits. Yeah. See that and he is. That's that's how it's played out to me. You know, yeah. it seems like okay, you made the decision on Marner because it is now July first, twelve oh one, and you are stuck with him because he's never gonna waive that no trade clause. And you could be stuck with so first players. Now like, it looks it's like still Mitch Marner, that's pretty cool. Now it looks like to fix that core situation where we if we don't want to keep running it back, there's only one piece left you can move, which is so unfortunate because I think Willie's been the best playoff performer out of all of them. I love William Neeland. Forty points in fifty 50 games. Isn't it incredible he's even played 50 playoff games? Yeah. Considering he's been to the second round once. He's been so good. That's how that is how many times the Leafs have made the playoffs and failed. Yeah. <laughs> that Nylander's able to get to 50 no, people, playoff games. I saw people like raving about Bertuzzi going five and seven, like five goals in seven games these playoffs. And I was like, Willie's just he's been putting up those. He's he, 40, he did he, that versus Montreal. He's 40 and 50. Yeah. Like he is over 50 game sample size. This dude's up. been performing. Here it is. So, oh my God. Four goals and 10 points in 11 games this year. Three goals and seven points in seven games last year. Five goals and eight points in seven games against the Habs. I will never forgive you. And then, yeah, he was a little ho-hum before that, but still largely a good contributor. Four goals in five games. Or sorry, rather, four points in five games. Three and seven, four and seven, four and six. You know what? He was never actually ho-hum. He's just gotten better. Mm -hmm. But... When you made the decision to keep the other three, you made the decision to get rid of Willie. I also and think that Willie's dreaming if he thinks he's worth 10 because yes. he doesn't kill penalties. Mm -hmm. He doesn't take faceoffs. Uh, he does a good job on the power play, but he doesn't quarterback it. We've seen him quarterback the second power play. Now, given they never get that much time, but it's never great. I think and, and, and here's the thing. The Do you ever have to hear it? Listen, I, I, everybody gives a sh you know, shits on Marner for the contract. First off, Marner signs that. We think the cap's going up. If it did, nobody gives a shit. Right. Nobody cares. No. But Marner, do you ever have to do you ever hear about Mitch Marner having to move line mates because the coach needs to get him going? <laughs> Dude, never. Do you ever hear once. about Marner getting benched? Never once. Uh, except for Babcock put him on the oh, fourth okay, line yeah, for rookie one year. year. Once rookie year. a rookie. <laughs> and and yeah. The, yeah, which was like, and then there's like, well, we're gonna tr we got to trade him for some Willie gets yeah. benched like twice a season, even when oh, he's yeah. playing well. Every he, couple of months. He had the best season of his life and still got benched. Yeah, he needs a wake-up call, and that's not $10 million. And if, he's, and if he's unwilling to move off of that number, then you have no reason to keep him here. But there's also the scenario, like, you have to leave open the door of the possibility, Stephen, that Adam can be right that there's a possibility he takes a little less. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm more hopeful than you. Don't, don't I've got a lot of door. hope in these guys. I got I got hope in maturity, man. Yeah. I was a different person at 21 than I was at 25, 26. So were you. I was there for it. And I'll tell you, maybe they fucking learned something. I am crossing my fingers. Yeah. I am hoping that they learned and they said, you know what? what a we need to do something different. Which can, and I think they have that? the fact that no, we're no, even no, having. No, no. You can't do that. The fact that we're even having this conversation, the fact that Matthews has said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to I want to. It's gotten out there through Matthews people that he is willing to accept a little less than what he would get if he went maximum. That's already out there. That that's out there on purpose. I'm telling you, I want real leadership would be future captain Austin Matthews, in my mind should be the captain pretty soon. Needs to step up, call Willie, call Mitch and go guys, listen, we won't keep this together, right? Okay. So, 
To do that, we're each going to have to accept X percent less than our market rate at the time of the signing. Should, we have to do it. Should Mitch Marner's next contract be less than his current contract? I think it's fair to say that, well, we don't know where the cap's going. Wow. But his next deal is, what, two years away? Uh, so so the cap is going up by 12 to 15% in that time. He can, I could say it's the same. He can sign an extension next July 1st, I believe. Yeah. What if it's uh, A same? year from now, Mitch Marner can be signing a new contract. What if it's the same? Or just like 11 Give yeah. himself a yeah. one because that's a where he is no eleven eleven point zero nine three yes that's what it needs to be where he just is for you. now just, is the just number to, just to shove it just to shank you Steve sorry Jesse, where he is now is kind of the number he should be at under the new cap because we expected the cap to go up in this time you know that this ten point nine would have been where he should be by now and it would have been value but now that it's going up next couple years he should probably be flat i don't know if there's a raise in this i don't think jesse's wrong i don't think you're wrong either i think you're absolutely bang on the money he's not oh no he's only gonna make 11 like (laughs) this is the thing like i'm not cheering for these guys to make more this is also the thing i fucking hate about the salary cap is it causes us to want to be mad at players for accepting life changing generational wealth like, why are we so we're mad at them? We should be mad at fucking the salary cap. We shouldn't be mad at the players for going, hey, this is what you're worth. Adam, I hate that. I give you twelve and a half million dollars. Yeah, I'm not worth that. Yeah. Yeah. But I give <laughs> I give you twelve and a half. He already million has dollars. it. I got, yeah, you're right. I got, yeah, he has it. I, it's been given to me. Yeah. So by I, my hard work, <laughs> it's so I give you twelve and a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Is your response? Thank you. Or is your response? Why isn't it fourteen? <laughs> How many goals did I have the previous year? Yeah. No, it's just you, regular person. Well, regular person. <laughs> wow. Well, I, no, this is what I'm saying. That's though. not like, a realistic I, I scenario. Know, yeah. I know it's not realistic, <laughs> but this is why I don't care. Right. Oh, man, going market rate. I don't you should care. A little. care. No. You should care a little. So the, you, as a fan, because you've been shit. fucked in contract negotiation. I absolutely yeah. have. And how did it feel? I didn't like it. Yeah. No. And well, and you and you didn't have a salary cap to deal with. There's a difference between not getting paid your fair rate and the company you're negotiating with doing something illegal. But you know, it's by the way, that but, was us. SDPN totally fucked Steve on his negotiation. But Steve, <laughs> Steve, it's also the fact that they're not even being paid their market worth, and also everything surrounding them is making tremendous amounts of money. Like the, the okay, it's a, it's a billionaire who's making the the Toronto Maple Leafs on a single home game generate three million dollars. That's mm-hmm. an est- a rough estimate. That, that's a pretty good estimate. It's around it's around three that's million dollars revenue though on on one game. So if for, to say that Austin Matthews isn't worth the $12 million that he's going to get is a little absurd, you know, because he should get the slice of a pie yep. that he generates. NHLPA executive list representative for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Alexander Kerfoot. Oh, that's going to change. Alternative representative, John Tavares. Okay. Jesse, the things you're talking about don't sound like a priority to these young men. <laughs> if it were, yeah. The, look at the complete. We've done this bit yeah, before. We've, we've done the this. complete lack of star power. Who, is, who represents their team this to is the NHLPA? Like, can I can I just go through it? So this is why I don't give a fuck, give a fuck, give a fuck about the players and their plight with the cap. They don't they don't care. They have the most useless PA mm-hmm. and they don't participate in the process. The Ducks, Adam Henrique. The Coyotes. I mean, Patrick, he is probably their best player last year. <laughs> Patrick hey. Nemeth. Who they, where are the young guys? Patrick Nemeth, who they bought out. Brandon Carlo, not a Bruin anymore. 
Sabres, Casey Middlestack, give me a fucking break. Flames, Nikita Zadorov, Ooh. Hurricanes, Jordan Martinuk, Blackhawks, Connor Murphy, Colorado, JT Comfort is probably the best player we've named so far. He's not there anymore. Blue Jackets. Nobody was. No, I know year. he's oh, not. <laughs> uh, 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 Blue Jackets, Boone Jenner, our first captain. Dallas Stars, Luke Glenn Denning. Uh, Detroit Red Wings, Dylan Larkin. Star player, captain, good for him. Oilers, Darnell Nurse, that's the highest salary. Uh, Florida Panthers, Aaron Eckblad, good for him. LA Kings, Matt Roy, the fuck? Minnesota, Marcus Foligno, Montreal Canadiens, Mike Matheson, Nashville Predators, Colton Sissons, Devils, Miles Wood, Islanders, Anders Lee, captain, good for him. Jacob Truba for the Rangers, good for him. Brady Kachuk, captain for the Sens, good for him. Flyers, Travis Sanheim, they're trying to move him so bad. Chris Letang, veteran, uh, go. star, good for him. No, but on a team with... He's the third best player on his team. Yes. It should be Sidney Crosby, Geno Malkin. It ought to be. No it, offense to Chris Letang, but well, you, need, you, need, you, need, you need somebody with some serious pull. Probably it, should be Crosby. It should be Crosby. No, in their, should needs be Crosby, in their defense, the alternative representative is Jason Zucker. Oh, wait, that's not Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Logan Couture for the Sharks, Jordan Everly for the Kraken, Colton Pareko for the Blues, Kaloran for the Lightning. The, light, the Lightning one is, is embarrassing. Vakos, get up there. Kucherov, yeah. get up there. Uh, Tyler Myers for the Canucks. Nick Hague Tyler for, Myers the for the Golden Canucks. Knights, the fuck? Uh, Tom Wilson for the Capitals and Adam Lowry for the Jets. Now, the reason you say that is when you compare and contrast that with the NBA, which is a very strong union, the guys that are showing up are Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. They're all showing up yeah. at every meeting, looking the owners in the eye and going, I don't fucking think so. But so so the thing about, oh, they're not getting paid their market value because of the cat get to work like the rest of us get to work. Get involved in these meetings. Get get involved with your agent. Get involved with every. Stop sending the third and fourth liners to go do your dirty work because you're in Cabo. I don't give a shit. Oh, we're not getting our market work for it. Okay, I think that's a fair point. I'll take that point. So you don't care that still don't love the salary cap that they're not getting the value that they deserve. Jesse, they do not manufacture violins that small. So you decide with the billionaires who are screwing over the players. No, all side. The players have the to players. fight first. Though. All, all, listen, Steve at, loves Jesse, billionaires. Jesse, you're asking me. You're asking me to cheer for a boxer who won't get in the ring. How's that boot? And chase? I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I don't know. You gonna? I'm sorry, I had to. You gonna, gonna lick the Bezos spaceship? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Listen, <laughs> what a blue story to tell. <laughs> I licked the Bezos spaceship. Can you sounds imagine? Like, sounds like you want a little taste of the spaceship. Listen, listen. I want the it's, billionaires it's big to and lose. Robbing in blue. Oh yeah. I, I want Long the, D. I want the owners to lose. I want the NHL to be as good as it can be. But until that is something that the players desire and work for, mm -hmm. then I don't care about how much money they make. Yeah. Then you're gonna keep siding with the billionaire. Mm -hmm. That's Jeremy Jacobs' wow. mouthpiece over Jeremy here. Jeremy Jacobs' guy. Yeah. You know what? You know what? He sells ice cream. <laughs> ice cream has never let me down. The Leafs have. Adam, you know what Steve was telling me the other day? Mm -hmm. He loves the government in, in uh, Alberta. Yeah, I heard it. Yo, I, yo, he's a big Rocky Wirtz guy. Steve's Actually, a big Rocky. You know what? He loves love, the Wirtz family. I love the tweet limit. Why don't you guys pay your $8? I haven't had a problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't had a problem with it. By the way, apparently that all came down to... Nerd. Apparently that all came down to them not paying Google anymore for their cloud technology. So they lied about it and... It's crazy. Anyway, 
We'll see on threats. Um, the reason that I wanted to have all these conversations is because the Nylander piece is interesting. Um, we're going to go through the Bertuzzi, the Domi, the Dylan Gambrel as well. Oh, wow. Woo! What a big signing Woo! that was. And I, I think they're all positive. Uh, Klingberg and Klingberg looks better in that situation than, you know, with those guys on board because just Klingberg on his own. I'm like, that cannot be the marquee name. Right. But the reality of the situation is before we get into these names, the Leafs are A, not done and B, uh, have a restricted free agent goaltender who started most of their games for them last year mm -hmm. to sign and they're $8 million over the cap. Now, the cap situation is a little more complicated than that. I'll get into it in a moment. But I think that through all of our arguing, you made a really good point with Mitch Marner, which is the second they decided to let him go to July 1st with a full no movement. He ain't going. He's not going anywhere. They Then they decided that Nylander might have to. And it's because of this, because of the long D comment, that I start, I'm starting to believe that I think that there's going to be a trade coming. But I don't think that you can trade William Nylander to a team when he's openly discussing $10 million. And that is the rub. Maybe that's his uh, way of getting his 10-team no-trade to 32. Because he has a 10-team no-trade. <laughs> he has a 10-team like, no-trade, but that's really... No team. Uh. Well, the Leafs will never get the value that they want for William Nylander. And, and make no mistake, with a year left on his deal at the money that he's making, this is the most value William Nylander will ever have. He could be, he could be injured. Player, teams will not pay the same amount for an expiring deal as they will for a year left. But when they when an agent throws out $10 million like that and they're serious about it, it, be, it then becomes like, well, fuck, who the hell am I going to trade him to? The shame. No one's going to take that. I mean, with 10 team, we all assume what? Canadian. Canada. Buffalo, probably. Maybe Buffalo. Sorry, I don't Buffalo. Know if that's changed. Columbus, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe the California. Or maybe he just there's a there's a city. He's like fuck that city. I don't want to play there. Or maybe, maybe Arizona. Here's here's my theory. He doesn't actually care. Um, if there's a team out there that's willing to give him that, willing to give him ten mil, he'll go. We know that the Columbus Blue Jackets were willing to give Mitch Marner somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen to fourteen million a few years ago. I thought it was twelve, but yeah, a lot. It was a lot. They were they they apparently had the offer sheet to the agent's office. That's how serious they were. I'm wondering if um, I'm wondering if in this situation with Willie that there is a team that's like looking at him like, man, we just won't find that. And I wonder if Columbus might be one of them. that conversation starts with David Juracek starts with. David well, Juracek. I think they're going to need if they are going to move on from Willie, their defense is going to need this is going to be the centerpiece of the defensive overhaul that Bradshaw living is seeking. So the, the, the 10 team no trade. It bums me out because we assume it means Canada mm -hmm. and Calgary is actually kind of an appropriate trade partner. Kind mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. um, they got a lot of guys in similar situations to Willie. Like, listen, are you going to be able to trade for Matthew Kachuk? Is Matthew Kachuk out there? A 24, 25 year old looking to sign a long-term deal and he's actually going to be worth it. By the way, he signed for less than $10 million. Um, I'm with you. I think the number's outrageous, yeah, by the way. It's not out there. It's not going to happen. So if you make a deal with a team like Calgary, could you get some guys who are going to expire in a year just like Willie, but maybe they make more sense for your team? Could you get where Uyghur was a year ago? Not just Uyghur, but I'm just saying like they got Uyghur and they got Huberto both on one year left on their contract. And were able to extend them. Sure. So 
it's gonna be tricky, but and and here's the thing: you're asking about what's out there right now. Let's be honest: the Jonathan Huberto deal would never have happened if Matthew Kachuk didn't become available. Yeah. So if William Nylander is truly available, well, there's a lot of teams who are like, okay, well then. <laughs> then I'm willing to give you this person. I wouldn't normally give up on this person, but to get that player, I'm interested. And I think, so people are like, well, they'll never get fair value back. Well, that's the general manager's job. Uh, fair value, we can b- debate later. But at the end, of the, the end of the day, there could be a team with too much defense, a la Calgary, uh, and not enough scoring, a la Calgary. No. I mean, that he's going to need to chill on that 10 team because, like, again, we assume Columbus is on it. They're willing to overpay for people. They've shown that. Go check out Columbus. They'll overpay for you. They're overpaying for their own guys. They have to pay overpay for their own guys to keep them. Wierenski, although I don't know. I think when the cap goes up, that won't that hurt deal won't hurt someone. There's nothing. And who was one of the guys they just got? Say Severson. Oh. Six point two five over eight years. Oh. Yeah. Dude. It's a lot. It's a lot. So But will it be in three years? Probably not. Nah. Yeah, but that's well. that's a second pair defenseman salary in three years minimum. Yeah, yeah. Even the good Branson deal for four million dollars. Well, that's a bit of an overpay. It would help if he was better at hockey, but sure. Yeah, it's what they needed. <laughs> to be honest, um, the, this is where I'm I'm fascinated for for the Leafs because William Nylander is potentially that if if this if this extension doesn't happen. So let's say it's let's say both sides are refusing to talk to each other. If this extension doesn't happen, that is the piece that overhauls your defense. I think if Kyle Dubas was here, he would have made the Mitch Marner move to to not have, be in this position. You think so? you think he would have made a Mitch Marner trade? Yeah, it sure seems to me that's what he was saying. It seems like he was ramping up to this really this moment to avoid this situation, and I feel like he would have done it. That would have been the hard decision. I we have. I mean, I still saw. Sorry, Adam. Like, no, no. Before July first, I saw a world where it could have made sense to move both. Mm-hmm. This isn't a Mitch versus Willie thing. Just the cap. Um, it's just the cap. Yeah, it's you can't you can't operate like this with three eleven million dollar players. No, and if you get a decent, I mean, can you win either of those deals? Probably not. Can you still overhaul the right side and improve defense while obviously not being able to replace the star fa- power? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make you a better better regular season team? I don't know. Probably not. Does it make you a better playoff team? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. And isn't that the point? Um, the Leaf Load uh, on Twitter asked us, I would like to know what the highest AAV the three of you would be willing to give Willie on an eight-year deal. So on an eight-year deal, to me, that's the highest amount mm-hmm. because you're buying the unrestricted high-cap years from him. And I don't think the Leafs do that. So I'd be willing to change the question if you're saying a three-year deal. Because then I could give you a real answer. So I was going to say three because Matthews is what, 26? Yeah. So that, I mean, that's his prime. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's reasonable to believe he goes downhill. And Willie's 27, 28, something like that? Mm, Willie would be... 27. 27. So they're two drafts apart, but Matthews was born really early for his draft, so... The three years, to me, that's that core's window. Yep. Yep. We're having a completely different conversation in three years. We're talking about getting rid of both of them. And, and a rebuild. Or retool, whatever they want to call it. Potentially. Yeah. Um, so, 
the 10 year or sorry, 10 mil thing. If he's willing to do eight years and the cap is going to go up and up and up. Yeah. I understand how that makes sense. Yep. But also he's going to be much older at the end of it. Three years, huh? Let's, let's say the things Willie has over Dubois and the things Dubois has over Willie are a wash. I wouldn't mind 8.5, which I'm sure is what... But like the Hubert O'Connor contract is 10.5. The Johnny Goudreau contract is 9.7. Hubert scored 125 points. <laughs> mm-hmm. And set a, uh, a record for left wing assists. This was 72 or something. Yeah, like there's just... Gaudreau was an overpay for Columbus to to get him too. Like, and I actually think Calgary would have paid more. They were saying Calgary was flat 10 over 8. What percent of David Posternak is William Nealander? It was 115, by the way. He would have 115, whatever. Willie still has an eclipse 90. Yeah, he got 87 last year. More goals. Huberto played a bigger role on his team. Up until last season, Huberto's career high was 92 points. Had so a, his, but they were but that but they signed that deal with the previous season in mind. So he had a longer track record of being a 90 plus point scorer, is what you're telling me. One time. Yeah. That's more than zero, to be clear. Okay. He scored 30 goals uh, before la- before that 2022 season. 30 goals once in that 92 goal se- 92 point season. He's more of a assist guy, but yeah. the yeah. goal scoring Willie hasn't beat. Yeah, no doubt. He has Marner beat on uh, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. being a first line player, uh, Huberto has him beat. Willie is traditionally on the second line. We all seem to agree he's their second best right winger mm-hmm. until they decide to switch it up. Which they do midway through every season when they split up Matthews and Marner. Yeah. To get Willie going. <laughs> to get Willie going or, or, or Marner to get gets John, Tavares John, going. Or to get Tavares going. If yeah. Marner is the fixer. Tavares you're stuck with though. That is... Right, but this, but the conversation is Willie-Mitch. Yep. Mitch is better. And then the playoffs happen and this, you My, see how like... This argument just keeps. My point I don't with eight. your with your eight point five is that it seems a little low when you have Goudreau and Huberdeau up in the ten point five and nine point seven range. You're you're not, not even a million dollars within. But Goudreau those doesn't get benched, and Huberdeau. Uh, I mean, except for uh, the the just the fucking dog and pony show that the Calgary Flames were last year. Um, the the reality of the situation is Huberdeau has never had a motivation problem. He's bigger. He does different things. Uh, he's he's far more of a factor on the ice in other situations other than five on five in the power play. That's what Willie does. We're talking he about Florida great. Panthers Huberto. Like before the contract. And before and Florida Panthers Huberto, of course, yeah, we're talking about Calgary. I I think Huberto's bouncing back with like twenty or thirty more points this year. I agree. Um I think that and remember Huberto did that when the Florida Panthers were ass. They were awful. And they then were became a the president joke. of the trophy winners. Yeah, but they were a fucking joke. Because of him. Yes. Largely. But they were a joke. Yes. For years. him It was him and Sasha Barkov and Aaron Ekblad when he was healthy. That was it. It's a I terrible a, team. I think a dime above nine and a half is catastrophic. I can see Willie at eight, seven, eight, eight. I, I can see him at a Timo Meyer number because different player, but I can see that, you know, his production's better. His five on five, his primary assists, all the great things about William Nylander. He's also, and no one gives him credit for this, spectacular in front of the net. Yes. Scores goals within 10 feet. Like, not something they have in abundance. They've got 
better after jvr left they were it's like in front of the net who's going there no one i think you gotta land at nine i think there's no on a three-year deal yeah okay i don't think that you go higher than nine but i think nine is kind of that that round number where you're above the eight i think it will matter and i think nine's kind of where you gotta land that's one of those ones you swallow i'm not a huge fan of it I'm not highly opposed to it. That means it's probably about right. But isn't that I was about to say, isn't that how all deals kind of end? Yeah, no, is, is where we we're all like, I'm not really happy with that, but I can I can swallow that pill. It's a lot less than ten. I I just don't think he's willing to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't think like you don't think he'd take nine well, uh, at the end of the negotiation at the end of the posturing for the ten. You know, you settle on the nine. Well, if we're gonna go out. with track record, yeah. we already know where this is going. He'd be willing to sit, mm-hmm. right? Well, I guess. Well, he can't sit. I guess he can't season. sit. No, so CJ made that point. He'd be willing situation. to walk. I think. Yes, that's it. Well, and then if he's willing to walk, then he's uh, getting traded at the trade deadline. Sure, oh, but what everyone's focused on ten. What CJ said in that clip was more than ten. Mm-hmm. North of ten. Right. Well, what's north of ten? Like, are we talking ten point five? Are we talking ten point two five? Are we like? That's a long way to get to nine. All right. If you look at the highest paid wingers in the league, um, Panarin's at 11.6. Ain't him. Pasta's at 11.2. Ain't him. Uh, Marner's 10.9. Huberto, 10.5. Sagan, oh. well, center, center, I guess, but plays on the wing sometime. Yeah. He's yeah. at he's at 9.8. Um, Goudreau, as he I mentioned. Signed it as a center. Yes, he did. 9.7. Mark Stone is 9.5. Ovi doesn't really count. 9.5. Kucherov is a 9.5. Took less to stay and win a cup. Yep. Took less. It worked. Uh, Kachuk is a 9.5. Not even close. Rantanen is 9.2. Not even close. Uh, Jeff Skinner, 9. Bad contract. Kaprizov is 9. Timo Meyer is 8-8. See here, Kaprizov is an interesting one to me because that was signed last year. Mm-hmm. After like 50 games. That and contract could have gone real bad. It was a bet, but it was a pretty good bet. He'd, he'd, had, he'd put up significant numbers in the KHL for a long time. He came into the NHL, was fabulous, whatever. But Kaprizov had only played 50 games. But I would, if you're Brad, do you not call Lewis Gross and say, Kaprizov makes nine? Are you kidding? I mean, that's probably what you try. But they're all looking into the future, and they're also dealing with hypothetical. But if we're talking about a short-term deal, I would say, listen, it was, it's going to be fine. It was also but signed in uh, 2021. 2021. The Caprizov. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, I look at all those players you just mentioned and go, Meyer seems about right. The 8.8. Yeah. That's what that's my number. The Caprizov. So the Caprizov thing is very interesting because he did sign it coming off of that rookie season where he had 27 goals and 24 assists. He had 51 points. And then in that year following signing that deal in September, he put up 108 points. Wow. So he hadn't been a hundred point Caprizov. Well, prorated the 55, uh, uh, 55 games, 51 points. You know, you're kind of in that range. That's what they expected out of him. But you get to the 2022 season, 21, 22, when he puts the 108 and then that contract looks amazing, you know, because it's Caprizov and it's that number. But I don't know. It seems like it should be that nine range. Well, could you use Timo Meyer as a benchmark? Because he's a little point eight. Because you can't use Dubois because he's a center. Yeah, and he does center fair. things, and he's bigger and he's more fair. physical. Can yeah. you use Meyer? I think you can. I, I think, think you Meyer should. Is pretty reasonable. I mean, you just listed a whole bunch of players that Nylander is not as good as. Mm-hmm. 
but the cap's going up. We have to put that in there. Yeah. Asterisks, you know. All these up. all these weren't we're signed buying, today. Yep. You know. Some of those deals were signed like four years ago. Yeah. Like uh, you know like, what I mean? It's right. Like it's, I didn't even get to like dry side on the list because oh, dry side makes eight point five. Unicorn, you <laughs> dust. No, doesn't count. Dry side was on a McKinnon deal when McKinnon made. Did Edmonton really expect Leon dry to be that good? I don't think so. They got. They almost traded him for Subban. Come I don't on, know. they're good. Come on, great deal. Uh, we it's hated a great it at deal. The time. But, yeah, because he hadn't. There was he, nothing. He wasn't Leon. There was nothing on his resume that suggested he was that. I don't think anybody could. Well, I don't think you could expect that from anyone. Maybe Connor Bedard, but even then. Like Leon Dreisaitl, the playoff performer, is the thing that impresses me the most. He is, he was like leading the playoffs in goals, I think, and he ended up tied and he finished in the second round. Had he even played a playoff game when he signed that deal? I don't think so. Oh, Jesus. The Oilers were that bad. They were that um, bad, man. I, he didn't go to the second round versus the Sharks in the Cam Talbot year? So they, uh, it's with the it's, Lucic and the. It's tricky to remember because they had him for a year and then sent him back to junior. And da -da -da. right. I think, I want to say that contract kicked in. Either the year of or the year after um, they had that first run in 2017. You, know, you want me you to tell you? Please do. He signed the contract on August 16th, 2017. So that'd be after the Leafs' first playoff year. And that playoffs. Play and that playoffs, he had 13 games. He put up 16 points. He was really six really goals, ten good. assists. Yeah, a harbinger of death. And so oh. yeah, it was 77 point Leon Drysaitel, and he had only played those two and a half seasons, well, one and a half, two and a half seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, and then that great playoff performance, and then they lock him up to that massive deal, and and he's still pissy. Off. Imagine that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just been fantastic. And they like screwed up his entry level by burning a year yeah. too. And, oh, oh God. God. What a mess they were. The whole Oilers, man. The Oilers, man. Oh, but yeah, but they still come out of it with like one of the best contracts in the league. Do you remember yeah. when when they got the Connor McDavid draft pick and like Craig McTavish was like, yay. And then they replaced him like two <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> That's how fucking messy the Oilers were. They had a different GM when Connor McDavid's pick came up. That's like Chicago getting the number one pick and then changing out Davidson. That fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did that happen? That's what, yeah. McTavish was the GM when they got oh, the McDavid. Oh, McTavish, pick. yeah. No, no, David. He's saying it would be like. It would be just like. Oh, they, oh, they fired Bedard David. Bedard is that good. Oh, right? I got it, I got it. Um, now, I, wanna, I do want to bring us back to what the Leafs kind of did make in terms of changes. I think Willie is, I, I agree with you guys. I think he's probably on his way out. But if you are going to sign him to extension, sounds like the group here is between eight and a half and nine million over three years, mm -hmm. right? Is that a fair? And there's, the door is still open for that. Yeah, well, that can still happen. Still but that, if, that, if that does happen, remember that it doesn't kick in until next year, so it doesn't affect this year's cap for anybody yes. wondering. I just, I mean, with all the things Trilliving wants to do on the back end, I just don't see how it's possible. I agree with you. They so already have to shed. Here is the Leafs cap situation, according to Puckpedia, who uh, thankfully they DM'd me and they're like, hey, figured you might want to know this. Uh, with Domi and Bertuzzi signed, Domi at three million, Bertuzzi at five and a half. The Leafs are eight point one million over the projected cap with twenty two million or twenty two players on the roster. That's thirteen forwards, seventy and two goalies. Potential LTIR five point six two five with Muzzin. They still have to sign Samsonov. Uh, with Muzzin and LTIR, they still need to clear about two point four million dollars. Murray to LTIR or traded would work. Now we'll get to Matt Murray in a second. I actually want to talk about the new guys. Did they mention buyout? Uh, they didn't mention buyout, but we can look up on just to keep it just to keep it safe here and 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 not show any uh, thing. Let's go to cap friendly. Ooh, 
By the way, the Leafs have currently the most money in the NHL that they're spending. We got to hang out with the cap-friendly guys in Nashville. Yeah, they're really, really nice guys. Also very well-dressed. I got it here. So what? what's the amount they need? Two point what? 2.4 million. 2.4. Okay, so um, clearing that the say if they buy out the contract, they'll save 5.3 this season. So, yeah, wow, they'll be good. But then, um, the, then the cap hit is 670, 678 this year, and then two two million next. Yeah, they're they're good. Yeah, so the, it's options. interesting because uh, the buyout window has passed. But if you have a player who files for arbitration, you get a second free buyout window. So their their fingers are crossed. Samsonov, he's gonna. They know he's gonna file for arbitration, so they get a free window if they want to buy out Matt Murray. Oh, yeah. So there's not just there's usually one buyout window, but you get a second one that squeezes in under the weird CBA rules. Which, if somebody files for arbitration, yeah. True Living was like, I yeah. just want to let you know, there's a second window. Uh, the other thing I want to I want to throw out there is is so we've talked about we've talked about Reeves. Before we get to Domi and Bertuzzi, I want to talk about Klingberg now. Okay. Because when we talked about Klingberg day of, it's like an instant reaction. You haven't really had time to consider all the facts and look at the roster construction and watch Steve's video, which is out of date, but it's still good. <laughs> I'm just giving what? you shit. I'm giving you shit. <laughs> come on, I gotta give you shit. I got it. Come on. No, um, okay. I'm struggling with the voice though. Um, Klingberg coming into the Leafs. First off, he said, unprompted, I'm gonna have to, Brad told me I'm gonna have to work on some things. Because if you don't know this, John Klingberg is considered statistically the worst defenseman defensively in the entire NHL. But he's according to whose stats? Uh, well, I mean, listen, if all the graphs are saying it, phony. He's 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 bad. He's bad stats. on defense. He's bad on defense. Bad, <laughs> bad on defense. Really gifted offensively. So they're trying to rehab that part of his game. It seems like. Well, I mean, he's gone from. Should have got paid something like eight times eight. Yep. Settled on one times seven. And he signed with the Leafs for one point, or sorry, four point one five. Yeah, <laughs> fired his agent in there too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So here's here's my question to you guys: roster construction wise, and I'm talking only about the defense. Willie's contract is 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 needing to be signed if they're going to keep him. I still don't understand how a roster with Morgan Riley and John Klingberg makes sense. Me Play them together. <laughs> the yard sale, yeah. absolute yard sale. Yeah. So that leads me to believe maybe they're looking at that. Moving Morgan Riley? Maybe. No. I had wondered that too. I don't want it. No, I'm not saying I want that either. I don't think you move Morgan Riley because you have John Klingberg on a one-year deal. No, I think Klingberg's insurance in case they do. Interesting. I mean, they needed to add to their decor. Klingberg does make their decor better. Like we were talking about a third pair of I want to say Giordano Timmons, and they oh. one of their biggest problems was getting the puck to the forwards that are immensely talented. Giordano, Tim, sorry, Giordano Timmons out of camp, and there's a difference, right? right? Giordano Timmons in game forty eight is not gonna, it's not that. Yeah, big sometimes you need to have Mete Hollowell for a month. We saw it. I'm going to say this right now. There's no way that Morgan Riley gets moved. He has a no movement clause. He makes full, full, full no move. Oh, thanks. He just signed the $7.5 million deal. He soaks up minutes like a number one defenseman. There's no reason to move him. I don't, I don't want him to go. Uh, it just, he, what, I agree. What reality is he saying? Yeah, trade me. You know who I could see going? A guy who Treliving already tried to trade once and got rid of uh, through free agency. TJ Brody. And it makes sense. He's only got one year left. Um, hmm. So you got Riley, 
he's or you could just buy him out yes yeah you got oh no you, uh, we should get to that later yeah, we will let's, let's oh we will that, it's yeah. on the lineup don't worry oh yeah uh so you got riley jake mccabe at two million dollars is pretty good value uh there's not really a urgency to get rid of mark giordano nope. um you have timothy Lilligren. is that good enough i don't know you have connor timmons is that good enough i don't know you have John Klingberg. Is that good enough? I don't know. So the right side is still kind of hurting. Riley's on the left. Mm-hmm. No real reason to get rid of that. Then there's TJ Brody who shoots left, plays the right, can play the left. Yeah. Da, 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 da. If you're looking for a way to improve your decor, I imagine the other team would like TJ a Brody. defender in return. Um, yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's something there. Listen, you need a number one right playing D who actually shoots friggin' right. Finally. For the first time since when? I don't know when the last time they've had a legitimate... I mean, Larry Murphy comes to mind. <laughs> in 95. And Toronto fans ran him out of time because guess what? He was gifted offensively and not great on defense. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Yuskevich? Yuskevich, though, right. wasn't a big high-scoring defenseman. He was just... Pavel Kubina? Oh. Robert Savela? Maybe, <laughs> not really. He was he was top pair. Matthew what was Mike Koska? Matthew, like what? What's Matthew the Schneider? Oh, uh, maybe Matthew Schneider. It's like pre Pat Quinn era. That's how long it's it a very long time. So you're looking for somebody to play with Morgan Riley? Yes. Who's not John Klingberg? Finally. So you're, Finally. you're you don't like all offense first pairing? Absolutely not. No defense whatsoever. John I like Klingberg. it if they're losing. I like it on like I could the Leafs are in a position where they could potentially justify having a three forward two defender power play. Mm-hmm. Maybe here's here's here. Let's get nuts. What about what about John Klingberg at the point and Riley is the big body net front? Why not? <laughs> Try. I don't. I think John Klingberg's brought into quarterback the second power play. Right. You probably let him have that. I don't think that's going to be good for anyone involved. What? We, that's that's all he can do. It didn't work with Barry. It didn't work with Barry. He's going to be this swaggerless mess like Barry was until they artificially plug him. So you him. want him with Morgan on the first one? Uh, dude, like this is why it doesn't really make sense to me because you're either taking Riley off of the number one cookie spot mm-hmm. um, to put... Klingberg there. I, I, I'm I not going to lie. I don't see the fit. I don't think John Klingberg is Tyson Berry. And I think he'll be okay with the second power play unit. I think he'll be fine. How He's different, not gonna, but, how different from Tyson but if they're Berry? Ta- is, Berry collapsed offensively because he couldn't get power play points. I don't think that's going to happen to Klingberg. That's worth mentioning. Is Why? He became completely useless. Because I think he's a better offensive player. Okay. I, I think I think what okay. he he completely he's a zero defensively like we can all agree with that all the, all the stats are even though yeah he's all made up yeah it's true like he's a zero defensively OFD is what but, you put next to his name but his offensive talents are there and I think he's a better offensive talent than uh, we've seen in the past from guys like Tyson Berry and he'll be okay on the second power play Klingberg I barely mentioned in like my Leaf recap video just because they're decor is so very clearly a work in progress like it, it yeah, just it's not done it feels like a as someone who expends a tremendous amount of energy when he talks um 
I just don't see it's it's so very obviously not even close to what he wants. Like uh I don't remember if it was CJ or 32 thoughts, but like they're talking about oh yeah, Treliving like Zadorov. He likes Tanev. He likes Hannafin. I'm like, that's three guys. <laughs> yeah, and those are his defensemen from Calgary that he acquired. That's it's not hard to say. It's like, well, Dubas really likes Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's three Duh. guys. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it seems written in the stars that he's gonna get at least one defensive piece from Calgary. Okay. Th- which one? I think Zadorov's the most likely because isn't he a UFA and like under a million? <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have any cap. No, the reports he's not were also that you not. No, the reports what? were also that they don't want to trade with Bachelor Living because he's the XGM, and they're like, well, and Murray Edwards is we like, don't Neh. trust this. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but yeah. Craig Conroy, so you're hamstringing Craig Conroy. God, what what a nightmare that ownership is. Um, is that actually true, Jesse? Did so- yeah, yeah. There was that was that, that was on uh, Thirty Two Thoughts. Their their long one where they. Oh my god, that's they're not they're terrible. not the biggest fan of trading with their XGM. Man, sorry, Flames fans. It's like maybe one day you'll do what's best for your team, but not currently. Holy shit. Craig Conroy was one of True Living's first hires. They worked together for nine years mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to. Well, yeah, but who why knows, are they doing this shit? Who knows the, the guys best? You know, it, it feels like, hey, this guy knows his players. He's trying to steal from us. I, guess I think that's Craig the Conroy thinking. knows them pretty good. That's the thinking behind not wanting to deal with your XGM. Oh, that's a nightmare. You know, no, they, they're treating remember they Craig Conroy like a child. Remember, they didn't allow him on the draft floor until Calgary picked. And then so there was the, the security guards like he was walking out to a UFC fight, had to walk him out to the uh, to the table. They, they play the game. Like, like, like if you, you, need, you think you're surprised that they don't yeah. like him training? with his ex-team? Yeah. Like, this should so be apparent. It's so silly. <laughs> they would rather play in that shithole arena, and I'm sorry, the Saddle Dome has lots of fond memories for me, but by not modern standards, it's a hole. Well, they're trying to move out of the shithole. No, no, but they would rather do, they would rather, they would rather do that five to seven years longer than they needed to just so they could get a few bucks public funding-wise. Two. Like, how many elections did they try to throw? Like, if we want to talk uh, about several. Petty, the, 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 the Murray Edwards flames, man. But anyway... Um, I want to talk about I wanted to talk about the defense with Klingberg. I still don't get that fit, but obviously it's a work in progress. Zadorov, I thought was a UFA, but I guess he isn't. No, he oh. signed three point seven five for next season. Per year? It was just one more year. Three point seven five through next year. Okay, no thanks. Not at that number. Yeah, I'm not sure. I love that. Um uh so then let's talk about the two players that people were very well, three. Dylan Gramble, sorry. Um but Gamble. uh uh Gamble, excuse me. Gramble. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. So Tyler Bertuzzi, one year, 5.5 million. We know it wasn't his preference to play in Toronto. Uh, we also know it wasn't his preference to sign a long-term, or sorry, sign a short-term deal. But if you don't sign on a flat cap year, if you don't sign July 1st, the money's gone. And that's what Tyler Bertuzzi learned. Now, here's what he's done differently than John Klingberg did last year and Taylor Hall did a few years ago. He signed with a team with good players. <laughs> Makes a difference. Klingberg wanted the long-term deal, couldn't find it, goes to the friggin' Ducks. Uh, Hall so that wa- he could get traded. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Hall wanted a long-term deal, couldn't find it, so he goes to the sad sack Sabres. So that he could get traded. So that he could get <laughs> traded. And he was terrible. 
Both were terrible. Oh. I, I want to throw this at you because a lot of people thought he spent, remember Taylor Hall was traded for like a second round pick, right? Like it was yep. nothing. He spent millions. The the millions. The Tyler Bertuzzi thing is I think Tyler Bertuzzi had played on enough bad well, enough bad Red Wings teams to know I'd like to play with some good players. Oh, dude. It's, and so had Taylor Hall, honestly. The Red Wings getting rid of Bertuzzi is still strange to me because like I thought they should have fought tooth and nail to keep him. I thought he was a big part of their identity. Thought he gelled really well with the They guys, had the money. At least from the outside. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw him go to the Bruins, I'm like, okay, well, that's a good fit. But also, I don't understand why the Red Wings did that. And then now he's a Leaf where he's going to play, we all know, either with Matthews Marner, mm -hmm. uh, Tavares Marner, Matthews Nylander, or Tavares Nylander. Any given night, no matter how badly the offense is doing, He's going to play with those guys until they make it work. And he's going to put up if he's healthy, which is a big key. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. So let's not do point total because we don't know about health. 0.75 points per game. I don't think that's out of the reach. Reasonable. Bunting was like, wasn't he at like 0.67 or something? Something uh, that would make me upset. Sorry, that it's 6 eight. Exact six eight. Sorry. Yeah, I was six, talking. Nine. Did you see? Uh, I was talking to some Habs fans at the airport, and we looked up, and we all started laughing because the flight was flight one nine six seven. Our flight was <laughs> no, it wasn't our flight. Oh, it was, their it flight. was like it was like going to Arkansas. Oh, okay. Oh, like, that's really? funny. It's everywhere. Yeah, follows you around. No, I didn't see that. That was pissed. Um, the the Bertuzzi situation with Detroit, by the way, they traded him back at the trade deadline around March second uh, for a conditional first that comes up next year's top ten protected to Boston, the fifty percent retained. But they thought <laughs> they couldn't price. the the salary would be too high this off season, and everybody kind of thought that because the Bruins didn't sign Tyler Bertuzzi because they thought. The price is going to be too high when he goes to UFA and nobody knew that this one year deal for this amount was on the table at all else. I think everybody would have just kind of signed up to this. Well, and the Leafs were like, oh, yeah, dude, use us that for sure. Use mm -hmm. us. Use us for your next deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Domi is a little more encouraging because he wants to be here long term. But mm -hmm. Tyler Bertuzzi, it's welcome to the Leafs. Use us to your heart's content. Yeah. The Bruins spent their money before they knew that they could get him for one year. That's it really does happen as quickly as Alan put it. Yep. Which I thought he was exaggerating, but the, the one of the one of the first stories he ever told, I think as a guest appearance on our show. Or was it on AP? I have no idea what story you're about to tell. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The story <laughs> You're not in my head, you don't have live feed. I know no? what story you're we going are married, to tell. But I don't know what you're thinking. I oh, know what I, story I, you're going to tell because we talked about it in Nashville. Okay. But Adam wouldn't know because he's not inside of your brain. So Alan's on the phone. <laughs> either with the audience. So I'm representing them. Alan's on the phone with one of his clients. And he goes, hey, I got this GM on hold on one line. I got this GM on hold on the other line. You got to make a decision. Where do you want to go? And the player goes... Can I tell you tomorrow? And he goes, tomorrow? You got to tell me in the next 30 seconds or you're going to lose the deal. And yeah. I think that might have been what happened. And Bertuzzi, I think, knows that if he he's smart enough to understand that he comes plays for this team. He's he's in the top six all day, every day. He's going to put up a pile of points. He's going to be the physical presence the Leafs lacked. 
And like it or not, the Leafs have a ton of spotlight on them. So it's a gigantic showcase for a big fat contract when the contract when the cap goes up next year. Good for him. Hey, maybe the Leafs, if they don't have Nylander, give it to him. This is I don't know. This mm-hmm. is the year where signing a one year deal is not a disaster. No. Yeah. So where at where is Mulgan on Twitter? Did a <laughs> that's funny. Did a Toronto Maple Leafs bump thread. So it's like this no. is this is the leaf oh, bump. I hear that. When you leave for UFA status as a leaf, the bump you get in salary. It's fascinating. This is why Tyler Bajuzzi and Max Domi and all the UFAs come here, because this is the bump you get just for being a leaf. Michael Bunting went from nine fifty to four point five million. Sheesh. Zach Hyman went from two point two five million to five point five million. Sheesh. Jack Campbell. to $5 million. Sheesh. Ilya Mikheyev, 1.65 to 4.75. Sheesh. Justin Hall, $2 million to $3.4 million. It's unjustifiable. It keeps going. His biggest fan wouldn't give him that. It's unjustifiable. Luke Shen, $8.50 to $2.75. I don't care. I would have signed it. And lastly, Ilya Labushkin went from $1.35 to $2.75. Even Bush, yo, and they traded Bush. What did they trade for Bush? It was like, it, was it not Nick Rich that Nick yeah. Richie capped them? Even Bush and got, got a, a million pick. bump. And a pick. I think it was the second. Wow. Everybody who plays here gets a bump in their next deal. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it, it is real. People are like, oh, Lee fans. Well, no, it's fucking real, he's, man. He's signing the Nylander contract. So, so you got eight <laughs> years times 10. Yeah. Eight years times 10. Oh, and I think, I think, so, I think Bertuzzi will be, I think he'll enjoy playing with Matthews here. And I think it'll be that, that I think will work out great. And it goes back to what I was saying. July 2nd, we officially entered the Brad for Living era. And then Max Domi signs. And apparently the, the holdup there was that it was overnight. And I, I just want to give she, CJ a shout out because it was like, it's a well, I think it was fourth period that had well, he's in he's sleep sleeping in Paris and he won't no and then CJ's like, no, he signed the contract, it's done. Uh one year, three million dollars. There were rumors, and we had heard some things that it was gonna be a higher number for longer, because if you want to sign somebody longer term now, you actually this year have to pay more money. Um, but from what CJ has said, from what Elliot Friedman said, this guy not only has always wanted to be a leaf which I know personally because I interviewed him once about it. Oh, obviously. And, uh, and then secondly, um, the fact that uh, he wants to stay here. He wants to make this work. He's also been bumped around to a lot of teams. And he even said that in his press conference. I was watching it on the Leafs YouTube channel. And he's like, listen, I've been on a lot of teams. Like, I think he wants to stay here. And so Max Domi is going to be quite motivated. Now, another thing. So Max and Tyler both bring uh, offense. Uh, you know, Max Domi actually has a lot more primary assist than people give him credit for. He is a playmaker more than a goal scorer. He's a good playmaker. He also or does defense. the thing that Steve always gets mad at the Leafs for not doing. If you go after one of the stars on the team, confetti gloves. Mm-hmm. Confetti gloves. Why does that matter? Uh, because it's the NHL and it's uh, friggin' um, what's 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 the term? What's the stupid court? Kangaroo court. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't think of the name. I was like, it's an animal. It's Wallaby Court. There's something Australian. I couldn't. It's okay. It's uh, um, there. There are no bloody rules, and in the playoffs, there are fewer. Uh huh. No, that's not true. There's lots of rules. They took pains to write. They just don't enforce any of them. So you might as well beat the shit out of your opponent. But what about in your face when it's game forty-five and someone does it? Because that happens too. Jamie Ben. When when did he put his his stick into Matthew's back? Oh, last it was year? like game six. Do you think that that would be allowed? Well, now I tell you what, 
if it does happen, it'll be unfortunate, but we'll all feel better about it because someone will beat the shit out of that person. And that will probably get around. It'll probably the get a small around. world, the NHL game. They might not do it right out of the gate, but one of the first four or five games, someone's getting their ass kicked. Oh, and David Clarkson. Here we go again. No, wow. That's jumping off the bench in a better <laughs> well, watch yeah, out, that guys. Was pretty stupid. That was pretty dumb. No, listen, um, I'm tired of watching the same movie. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. Uh, and what do you say to the people that say it's illogical because the Leafs are more physical and it, by the way, I'll be honest, I'm going to be up him at hands up. I'm excited about it. Yep. I'm really excited about it. I also like physical hockey. I'm not talking about just punching. I'm talking about hits. I do like a good hit. I'm hands up. It's, uh, I'm excited about it. And I acknowledge that it makes the team worse. I'm not sure the Toronto Maple Leafs got better than the team they ended with uh, versus Florida. I'm not sure that this rendition of the team as it's currently constructed is better than that team. Than the, the Leafs team or the Panthers team? The Leafs team. I uh, agree and throw some fun, throw some fucking punches. I'm wondering if, is it possible, guys? Just crazy, crazy thought here. Okay. This is me divorcing myself completely from the analytics part of me that is always dominant, right? That I'm always like, eh, I still want to trust the numbers. Is it possible that the good players get better with players like this around? I because never they do get pushed that. around. I never used to believe that. Uh, I've been, I've had it beaten into me. Who, who got punked and bullied on the Vegas Golden Knights? Nobody. How about the Panthers? Well, nobody until the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> nobody until Sam, Vegas. Sam Bennett was a fucking torpedo against the Leafs and Carolina actually too. He was a, he was a menace. He injured players. He well, he gave Matthew Nyes a concussion. No, on purpose. Like no, he. No, no, no. Here's the thing: the Leafs need better players so that they could do well in the playoffs. Like they need a guy like Matthew Nyes. Oh no, he was he was choke slammed. Or Michael Bu. Or Michael Bu uh, Michael Bunting, who unfortunately left this team a year too early. Because wouldn't you love to see Michael Bunting and Max Domi on the same team? Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, with Ryan Reeves enabling all of them. Like he's the enabler, Michael Bunting. Like you saw genuine frustration. Like like I've never seen in an NHL player before. Part of that was they intentionally, gleefully did not call anything because it's just such a corrupt bad league. But the other thing is he had to do it all him bloody his bloody self. Travis Konechny is going at Austin Matthews, who will not lift a finger. We could get into an argument about whether well he, he did fight somebody in Tampa. Oh for fuck's sake. Just gag me with a spoon. But, you know, should he or shouldn't he lift a finger? It was Michael Bunting and the oldest active skater in the NHL jumping to his defense. Mm -hmm. This year, it's going to be a bunch of dudes who can beat the shit out of you. Operation they can't suspend us all is on. Will that help them win playoff games? I don't know. I hope so. Okay. Well, here's what I do know. Them going about it the way they've been going about it doesn't work. Try something new. Yeah. It and they've gotten tougher and better defensively, and they've taken steps. And Matthews throws a ton of hits. They've taken steps in that direction. It's never enough. Mm -hmm. I think. I think when you have one guy who's slightly tough, and I wouldn't say Bunting is like a tough guy. I would say he's slightly tough. Um, you can isolate that, but when you have a guy on each line that's like that, it becomes a lot harder. 
and I think the we saw with the Panthers, and I'm not saying the Leafs need to become the Panthers, um, no. but I am saying the Leafs could get a little tougher. And I'm I'm actually I, I'm excited to watch that if it means that they have. I still don't think they have enough. Oh no, I agree with that. I don't think they're done. But if if they have a five to ten point regression, but they have a much stronger playoff, I will live with that. Yeah, and, yeah, because no, the the whole thing is about winning in the playoffs, right? Who cares about the regular season? I just don't record, know if that's to get in and you win. But I'm just I'm unsure. I look I look at the two rosters and I say, is this a team that can can compete for the Stanley Cup at a, and has a better shot at winning than the team that got eliminated in Florida? Yeah, I know, I, I'm I know, unsure. I know the other one. I think that's fair. I know the previous team couldn't do it. Yes, we have proof of concept for that one, yeah. right? So are they better? I don't, I don't know. I I don't really think so. But the what they were doing wasn't working. That's the one, a, it's a very good point because we ha, we know one didn't work, so why not try something? I'll tell else. you what I'm excited about. I'm excited about the Toronto Maple Leafs being a non-April team. I'm excited <laughs> about an October Toronto Maple Leafs team that we don't know yet. I said to Jesse, "What a great." What a great point. I said to Jesse, uh, um, even after at the end of free agency, before we even saw Domi and Bertuzzi come in the door, I was like, you know what I've been sick of? For three or four years, all we have said, yep. every game, every show, they had a great game. Well, I hope they can do this in the playoffs. In the playoffs. They had a loss. Well, they better not do that in the playoffs. Yeah. We don't know now what this team is going to look like. They have to reform or, their identity for the yeah. first time. They have to change time. the way they play. Yeah. D- Keith, and I'm I'm excited because here's the thing. With Dubas gone, Keith is now going to have to do what somebody he's completely unfamiliar with wants him to do. Otherwise, he knows he's gone. He's getting his one-year extension this summer, but that's it. I thought John Gruden getting hired was really interesting. John Gruden, not the football John Gruden, the assistant coach for the Bruins, now with the Marlies. But that would have been a weird hire. Yeah, It yeah. would have been a weird hire. Yep. No, uh, Ted Lasso. I'm going to uh, take but, Oakland all the way to the finals. But John Gruden, the hockey coach, Yep, he's going from being an assistant coach with the record-breaking Boston Bruins, 65-win Boston Bruins, to, oh yeah, I'm going to be a head coach in the AHL. Does that not make Sheldon a little sweat? Sweat a little? I think it should. I mean, it sure seems like storage. Yep. I think we found <laughs> Sheldon Keefe's replacement, if I'm being 100% honest. Potentially. If and this doesn't go well, we know who's taking over, guys. He's at least going to, they're at least going to see how it goes. We are finally going to get a team, though, that from the second they step on the ice in training camp, we don't know what they are, and it's going to be interesting the whole way. This will be a ride. And they could outperform, they could underperform. But for me, as a person that loves the Leafs and loves the stories and loves the drama and loves all the all the stuff that goes with being a Leaf fan, I'm so ready to talk about the team in the present. I am so sick of talking about the team, but none of this matters if they don't make the make it past the first round. There's gonna be That's some still pain. true. There's going to be a little pain. I'm down with pain. I'm down. I am down with pain because what we've had before, at least to me, and maybe you don't feel this way, to me, it's been comfortably numb. Yeah. For, for a couple of years now, like on this show and everything, like there's been that narrative about October through March hasn't really mattered. Because we knew. And, and we it, knew. It's not even like. Predestined. It's not even like the team was kind of the same when we know we just need to get to April and see how they perform. It was even like the actual standings of it. They were locked into their position in January every single year. And at least now that we don't know what to expect out of this team, and, and it's going to be a little bit more interesting. Every year except for Canada. 
uh, being a top five team in the league and never winning the division. It was meaningless. Actual torture. Yeah. Actual and actual torture. Knowing who they were going to play in January. Oh, we knew the both Boston years pretty much. We knew uh, forget COVID. Um, well, and, this division's jump ball, and it, it is jump ball, and so that's going to be fun too. But we knew this these past two years, we knew it was going to be Tampa. We knew it's just a question of who had home ice, us or them. And so, the Bruins so far out, so far out, totally. Here. And I, I, so I'm I'm looking forward to whatever this team turns into. I acknowledge we are not there yet. Like we could have a trade mid August and have to jump back on and be like, let's do an emergency show because there's a big Leafs trade. There, there is some stuff coming here, and I'm excited for talking about the minutia of, well, we got to get Tyler Bertuzzi settled in. We got oh, Max Domi is uh, on a tear to start the first 10 games. Can you believe that, you know, confetti gloves in game four, like right. you said. You, you don't want to hyper fixate on Dennis Malkin for Dryden. Oh, my God. I'm ready to not talk about guys like that. Because all we could talk, what are you going to say with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares? Other than, well, we got to get Tavares. We gotta wait so we're putting Marner on his We got to wait till April <laughs> to essentially see yeah. how those guys perform. And yeah. how do we keep them healthy? Yeah. How do we put them in bubble wrap? And uh, Steve, can we play a game? Yes. Uh, Max, hockey, I'm not very good at that. Max Domi has played for six NHL teams. I want you to name all six in order. Oh, yeah. In order. Yeah. Um, if you with, fail, you get slapped in the butt by Adam. Damn. Mm. He was drafted. You might as well lose on purpose. In the first <laughs> round. <laughs> you slap my bare butt get balls. All, get a back. butt slapping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Boy, there's count. a lot of there's a lot at stake here. A lot of right, ASMR right. here too. Let's go. Uh, so he was drafted by Arizona. Correct. Yeah, what? He was traded for Alex Galchenyuk to the Montreal Canadiens. Two. Then <sighs> there's a gap in his resume. So okay, I'm not. This is my answer. Okay. I know most recently it was the Stars. So okay, wait. I got mm -hmm, two. Mm -hmm. Most recently it was the Stars. Second most recently was the Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. There's two teams in the middle. Oh, no. Oh, no. Am I allowed to help him or? Nope. Okay. Nope. You're not. This is on Steve. Okay. Can you answer a question? Depending on what the question is. Is one of the teams. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the hell kind of question is that? <laughs> I can name five of them. I don't know where the sixth okay, is. Okay. I think team number three is Columbus. Correct. Oh, yeah. That yes. Was, so that so the do one. the order. What do you, what do you got? Arizona. You got Montreal, and you got Columbus. So you are correct. Who's this guy? Did Columbus ever trade him, or did he sign as a free agent? Oh no. Uh, I don't want my bum smacked. <laughs> okay. It's none of the Canadian teams. Wasn't like it's the one Rangers, team. wasn't the Islanders, wasn't the Flyers, wasn't the Penguins, wasn't <gasps> Carolina. The Carolina hey! Hurricane. Let's go. And then finish it off. And Chicago. Yes. And Dallas. And oh. Dallas. Well Brings done. it home. Brings it home. Yeah, well we, done. we forget that he signed. He goes to Columbus, and then Columbus trades him uh, trade deadline 2022 season, and he plays in the playoffs, 14 games for Carolina. Yeah. How did yeah. he do? 
Do we know? Uh, six points. That's oh, not bad. Three for three. He uh, did pretty well in Dallas, though. Yeah, yeah he did. Dallas was uh, 13 and 19. Three goals, 10 assists. There you go. He's yeah. been part well of done. long runs. Mm -hmm. He didn't do so great in the Montreal run, but he was there. By six the way, six teams is a lot for a young career. Um, uh, Brad Living said, and I won't send you the I had the clip, but I'm not going to send it, The that he wanted more snot. I think he probably meant snarl, but snot works, I guess, too, in the Leafs lineup. I wonder about... Um, what the third the third line is going to look like next year? Because what you guys talk about like the um, you know are they better? Yeah, maybe not, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I look at this and I go, okay, so Bertuzzi's probably ideally on the top line. Yep. And then ideally, Matt Nyes comes in as spectacular in camp like he was, and maybe he's in the top six. I'm seeing a lot of people putting him with Camp on the third line. Yeah. I don't think that makes sense. So I wondered about the third line because then Domi would be on that one, right? If Nylander's here. Yeah. That's predicated on a lot. And then you got Reeves on the fourth line. And I'm only talking about the tough guys here for a second or guys who with a little bit of tougher. Nyes has got size and he's a little bit, he's mean to play against. And he was a huge factor for the Leafs in the playoffs. Big time. Great There's not a single line on this team with a guy that you're like, f like, fuck physically. The Leafs have not been scary to play against. And the one thing that I will always criticize Dubas for, and there's very, honestly, he has a very, very good record with the Leafs uh, in terms of what he did. They never found an identity for the fourth line. The ethos that the Leafs had, I mean, it started with Matt Martin, but that was a Lou Lamorello thing. And he was gone as soon as, um, first off, Bab stopped playing him. And then as soon as Lou was gone, so was Matt Martin. Um, they, it seems like if the fourth line is going to be bad or going to be punch you, at least they have an identity. At least we go, ah, that's what that's for. We're going to Holmberg, Lafferty, Reeves is what Daily Faceoff's got. Is that what you guys saw? Like on? Uh, speaking of guys who I could see the Leafs getting rid of, Lafferty. Uh, Lafferty. Yeah, I can see that. Unless okay. they want it for the PK. So what? Uh, what's the fourth line going to be? What do you think? I don't know. No? Well, I don't know. No it's too up in the air. I don't think you there's need no another fighter on it. Like, I don't think you need to do what they did with Colt Noor and Fraser McLaren, no. where it's literally unplayable. There's there's no guarantee Holmberg makes this team out of camp. Yeah. Um, I still think they're... Listen, if they trade Nylander, I think they want a center in return. It's just... Well, and if they trade Nylander, every conversation we've had about this lineup is absolutely useless yeah like, yep. that, that's why like i'm just Ugh. hesitant to get too into it too into it because i'm like okay if they started the season right now yeah okay it's adequate is it the best i think it could be no is it adequate yeah but like if they trade a potential 85 point guy <laughs> or whatever he is uh, to rework their D like yeah that kind of makes a difference makes a huge difference right so I just listen I'm sure I I I am all into entertaining people I am not into wasting people's time and I just if 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 they still haven't done anything and it's late August early September then we have that conversation but it is mm -hmm. July 4th happy July 4th birthday to Americans born on July 4th mm -hmm. or however that works. Um, I just, it seems like a waste of time right now. Well, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for not, it, not just Michael Bunting and a bunch of guys. Yeah. I'm excited for there to be some toughness on a little bit of every line. And, and these are tough players, especially with Bertuzzi and Domi. They can play. Yeah. And the they way, the way it's split up here is it Bertuzzi, Domi and Reeves get their own lines. It's, you know, it's not even toughness. It's literally the willingness to do it. Mm -hmm. Just throw a hit. Like, okay. Giordano is willing to go. 
Yeah. Lafferty's, who, Lafferty's who wants to go 38-year-old Giordano? It's too much respect for the Guys man. in the Flyers, apparently. But well, they have nothing to play for. He's he's willing to go. Lafferty's willing to go. It's kind of a short list after that. Riley's willing to go. You mm-hmm. don't really want him to, but he's willing. I think that's it. Just just some guys with a little bit of, ugh. I don't want to fucking Clint, play that guy. Klingberg is willing to go. Is he? He is willing. Does he fight? Well, yeah, because his arch nemesis a few years ago was uh, uh, freaking Matthew Kachuk. I thought that was Doughty and Kachuk. Well, that was in the regular season. Oh. And then I remember we had the conversation about the Calgary series and Dallas series, and Jake Ottinger was standing on his skull and brain. Um, but I just remember looking at the first couple games and being like, it probably would have helped if Matthew Kachuk was on the ice a little bit more, but for some reason he's in a blood feud with John Klingberg. That's right. I do remember that. I yeah, remember that. it was really weird. Like you could have picked a different target. I pulled up the the fight they had uh, in the 2022 playoffs, and it's a it's a good one. So we can't show 90 it. seconds into the game. Yeah, we can't show it, but uh, yeah, they went at it in the uh, Wait, oh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Didn't Klingberg say something in the press too? Like he better watch out. Or I can't remember. Wasn't they there went something? At it. Like they there was like a it. whole. They don't like each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, now they're in the same division again. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. There's a little bit of spice there. I like that. So that's yeah. fun. I like that. Okay. Yeah, he's willing to go. You're right. He's willing to go. I want to wrap with this story because it has been all about the Leafs, and that actually was not the plan coming in, but that's okay because Leafs um, episode. Well, we have a show tomorrow. We have a show tomorrow, <laughs> and we have a ton of things we got to hit, including uh, and Steve and Jesse have homework. We'll see if they complete it. Free agency winners and losers. I want your, t- your, oh, yeah. your, yes. your two winners and two losers. But John Gibson, according to Frank Saravalli, is quoted as saying he will not play another game for the Anaheim Ducks. Now, what's interesting about this is Kurt Overhart, his agent. Um, now, the, the Ducks, by the way, have been trying to trade John Gibson for about four years. Ever since he signed the deal, he's been mentioned in rumors. The least were included in some of them. KO Sports, Kurt Overhart Sports. Uh, July 1st, 2023, the Nasty Knuckles podcast was released with an inaccurate report by Frank Saravalli that John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks had stated he refused to play another game for the Ducks. On behalf uh, uh, of and at the request of my client, John Gibson, we would like to clearly state that this statement is false, unjust, and inflammatory. Frank Saravalli did not reach out to the player nor myself to fact check the accuracy of this comment. My client never stated any member of the Ducks front office uh, said such statement. John Gibson is an honor member of the Ducks and committed to a committed supporter of its fan base as well as the Ducks community. Uh, nowhere in there does it say that he will play another game for the Ducks or that he doesn't want out. He just says that I didn't say it quite like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Frank Saravalli responds. And listen, you got to defend your turf when you're an insider. It's not easy. He said, hey, Kurt, do you remember the last time you attempted to claim my reporting was false? All the best. And he referenced um, that David Ludwig, uh, who was a member of the Kurt Overhart sports team at this point, uh, had signed on to be the director of hockey ops and salary compliance with the Coyotes back in 2020. I don't know if he's still at that position, but that is what he obviously did for Kurt Overhart. Frank reported it. Kurt denied it. Looks like and then it happened. And then it happened. Yeah. So the word is spicy. The, the John Gibson trade request is real. It's just he didn't use those words and that he'll play with the Ducks again if they come to the regular season. He's not traded yet, but he wants out of Anaheim and it's been confirmed. I mean, like, what's he going to do? <laughs> Sit out? No, I, I just don't see that. Can I, can I just say something that's funny about this fight? This this document fight on Twitter is that all they had to do is tweet it. But what they did, what Kurt Overhart <laughs> did 
was fucking put it on fake full scap <laughs> or like, sorry, legal, legal paper. You could see it on the screen there. Look, like you could just write that. You could be. That's you, enough. You could, you could literally be on Twitter blue. And if you're crude or overheart, I understand why you want a verification badge. Uh, and you could just write it. But no, we're going to put it with my big fat K puck logo. And we're going to KO. Uh, KO there, puck. There was no need to make the PDF yeah. and then save as PDF like, and then upload it to Twitter and all. <laughs> just just write it, man. Say, just be like, hey, uh, John says that isn't true, just so everybody knows. Um, you know, like a normal agent, like Dan yeah. Milstein or Alan or, it, you know. Or like do the notes app thing. No, yeah. Dan Milstein <laughs> would be like, we would like to vehemently deny that he ever said that hashtag we are gold star. <laughs> He's got to put hashtag always, we are we gold star. <laughs> and Alan's would have a furk bomb at the yeah. end of it. <laughs> You've been furks. Go furk yourself. Go furk yourself. <laughs> Bam. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good on. I, I, it made for some entertaining Twitter, and good, I, I don't know whose side to be on here, but it's funny. Frank. Good, good for, for Frank, Frank coming yeah. back at yeah. him with some proof about, hey, I've said this before, and you were wrong. Do you think That's that fun. the reason? Do you now? Kurt says he Frank didn't reach out for to the. To the thing, I don't know. I don't know what whether that's true or not. And I guess I don't. I'm not a journalist. I don't well, know. Well, Frank what would be able to prove it. Yeah, he would. Mm -hmm. He Ooh. so. It's funny. I was wondering if he was going to hat in hand, like apologize or, or something. Mm -hmm. First of all, that is not Frank's MO at all. Uh, but second of all, he's the president of the Pro Hockey Writers Association. So he's got to show a little got to show a little muscle. Oh, that's fair. In these situations. I just find this extremely funny. I uh, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, who, who on hockey Twitter was not texting about this yesterday? Right. Come on. I don't know if we'll ever actually know the answer like we did with the other guy because the other guy actually did go to the Coyotes because John Gibson no. could still get traded and deny making that comment. He's going to get yeah. traded. He is going to get Nowhere traded. in that statement does it say John Gibson doesn't want out of Anaheim. He's gone. <laughs> He's a big supporter of the Ducks fan base. I think that's an interesting piece as well. All Kurt no, did clearly was, not on the organization. All Kurt did was deny the exact words that Frank used. He said he didn't directly say that John Gibson will never play another yep. game, but, but everything else surrounding the situation, I believe. Frank I believe that it. his apostrophe was in a different spot. Right, one hundred percent. I agree with you. Oh, anyway, what, that's very what? fun. You got something on your mind? What? Oh, I just I wanted to give a shout out to someone who's loosely tied to this situation give it to him uh so sudzi uh sudzi maharaj um is the uh goalie coach for the anaheim ducks okay and he recently announced he's actually he's, he's not going to be able to be their goalie coach uh this upcoming season uh because he got a pancreatic cancer uh diagnosis so i just wanted to wish him all the best oh i, love I uh i got to meet him uh on the uh flight home from montreal last year and uh i think he mentioned that he listens to the show every now and then that's cool so, that's very very cool get well soon yeah. said wishing you all your best in yeah your fight uh now um we'll wrap it up there tomorrow the rest of the world will have uh everything else uh, that we didn't get to go to today and i had some actually some big topics i thought the leafs thing would take maybe half an hour why no? why did you think <laughs> oh the screaming why? match was at least half an hour <laughs> alone. Now, why would you think that the leafs thing would just be something to breeze over and before the comment section gets crazy steve have we had debates before oh my god no fuck you yeah and do we are we are we <laughs> mad at each other yeah fuck you okay so there it is i just you know 
Because you know people be like, oh, there's something something brewing there. No, we have debates. That sounds like somebody who has something brewing. You're right. That's what somebody who's something brewing. Would You're say. right. You're right. Well, Absolutely. Just yeah. you gotta give something to get some. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That's wrap. Dave's gonna be back tomorrow too. And by the way, I know that Jesse has wanted to ask about the hot dog contest. Uh, I've been waiting. I, you, I'm so upset. We're recording right now. No, it's canceled. Lightning. No. There's lightning today. Yeah. What is it? It's tomorrow. They canceled the yeah, hot dog contest. Yeah. I got best on it. Yeah. <laughs> I got best on it. Because I'm hot dog. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.